we are developing students for the industry, career technical education, so that they become our replacements. These young people have chosen this opportunity to get a jump start on their career. They'll have a better idea uh, about what they want to do and what they're good at by the time they leave high school. There's some great opportunities for these students that are coming out of the career and technical programs from Henrico County. Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of Henrico CTE. Now I am Rashawn Garnett, and with me I have Mike Roberts. And today we are inside of uh, the CTE offices here, or back the, to the lair, the newly named uh, workforce workforce. I'm trying to still iron this out. <laughs> <laughs> workforce. Let me pull up my paper here. The newly named uh, Workforce uh, and Career Development Department, yes, right? Or Department, Department of, of Workforce yes. and Career Development. I got there, That's Mike. a mouthful. It is eh, a little bit, a little bit, but we'll get used to it. Yeah. We'll get used to it. So, okay, so I got another guest uh, for you guys here today for your listening pleasure. But first, got to get some uh, business out of the way. Uh, remind you guys, check us out on our social media, Henrico CTE. Um, that all those handles are at Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and RicoCTE.com. I struggle. You will mess that one up again. I was trying to like, which ones are they? No, okay. yes. <laughs> so our handle and RicoCTE, all at uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Also check out our website and RicoCTE.com. Mike, you've been doing a lot of cool posts here in uh, in in the end of CTE well, month. Here, it's yeah, all through CTE month, I have been posting. I mean, crazy posting, and it's gotten a lot of positive reaction. So, getting a lot of information and statistics, and uh, important, uh, even busting some myths about CTE. Got yeah. a lot of stuff out there, and it's just been cool. Yeah, go check it out. Go check it out again. That's uh, on our Facebook pages, Twitter, and Instagram. Are you doing it on Instagram too? More so Facebook and Mo- Twitter. More so, yeah, Instagram not as much as okay, uh, so everything else. So. Yeah, check it out. Handle at Henrico CTE and HenricoCTE.com for the website. Mm-hmm. Um, Stay up to date with us. Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast. You can find the podcast at your favorite podcast venue that you're using, uh, such as Spotify, Apple, and Google and such. And uh, even some of the minor ones. We are growing all the time. I think we're up to 18 or 20 different uh, venues. Yeah, and we're growing across, what, borders too, right, Mike? Oh, my gosh. i got to give you the updated list. <laughs> the update. It's, we been need a, it. it's been a while since I've updated the list. Got to get we, the update. 14 countries now. Wow. We are in, besides the grand old United States, we are in Puerto Rico, India, Pakistan, Australia, Iran, Germany, United Kingdom, Nepal, which was a surprise. That was some few months ago when it popped up. Ireland, Netherlands, Colombia, New Zealand, France, and Spain. We are just hitting a wide... We're everywhere. <laughs> we're everywhere. We're everywhere. To, 14. To, to, to make 14 it simple. countries we're, out of we're everywhere. thousands. Dude, but. and they're hearing some positive programming yeah. about career technical education. So thank you guys out there for listening, wherever you're listening, what time you're listening, because yep. some interesting time zones that pop up when you go down that list but uh all right guys we will not delay any longer now it's time for your feature presentation i say that every single time on this show because it's our feature presentation yeah this is what you guys came here to listen this is what you guys clicked on for you know you don't want to hear me and mike talk for what 30 minutes by ourselves like we just did like we just did like just basically (laughs) but let's get to let's get to uh let's get to the guest all right so this we are sitting here right across the table from uh mr daniel pruitt branch manager with rico usa inc did i get that right yes i did did get that right that that proves that i can still read okay so (laughs) you've only been out of college for how long (laughs) well you know since 2015 so i got that going for me so uh uh mr uh pruitt can you just give us a little bit of background information on yourself what's your title and maybe go over like your day-to-day 
responsibilities as well. Yeah, certainly. So um, I am the branch manager that supports all of Virginia and West Virginia. So I have eight direct uh, sales representations that you know are, are out in the field selling to our different customers and non-customers that are covering Virginia and the entire state of West Virginia. Um, So it's quite interesting. When I first moved into this role about two years ago, I had 11 direct reports covering North Carolina. Oh, wow. Fortunately, we were able to restructure a little bit, shrink down the number of headcount that that I was supporting and and being able to uh, help me get more engaged with my reps, get out in the field more, and help build some strategy with them. So a little bit about RICO, just so that I'm not sure if everybody's familiar with RICO out there. You know, we are a global organization, a $20 billion global organization, and we operate in 200 different countries. So hopefully your <laughs> list will grow from 14 to 200. 200 after this, yes. And, and, as long uh, as you get the information out to them. <laughs> exactly. We'll have to get this out on our internet and get this broadcasted out everywhere get you guys some more listeners as well appreciate that um so you know part of what rico is focused on doing so we started you know as a uh, digital can in the digital camera industry so a lot of the technology that you see in like your mri and ct scan equipment is a lot of it has to do with rico technology from looking at different lenses from back in the day a lot of people don't know that yeah, um, I had no idea. And I, did, I did research and I missed it. <laughs> yeah. and, and one of the other things that's interesting is I'm going to date myself a little bit is, you know, the Nintendo game systems. When mm-hmm. they first came out, Rico was part of that technology in the gaming system. Oh, wow. Um, so everybody, when we talk about Rico, we think of printers, copiers, yes. right. MFDs. And that's not where we started. And that's not who we are today either. Um, so it's it, we've been doing a little bit of trying to re-identify ourselves with our customers and non-customers um, that we're going out there and you know we've we've got different software solutions, hardware, IT services, technical support, project management. So we've got a a wide range of services that we provide to our customers that are outside of what most people know about. Right, and it is part of why this kind of show was important too and it would definitely be a learning experience for me especially that little tidbit about Nintendo I know we always yeah. talk about uh, you know we do a, a icebreaker I guess you would call it at the beginning of the show where we talk about what we like to do in our spare time and another mm-hmm. thing I like to do is play, play video, video games, games. Yep. and one the system I actually got my start on was a Nintendo system so it's kind of cool to hear that you guys had a had a hand here, in that here's, so, here comes yeah. my I'm gonna date me <laughs> oh, Atari Atari <laughs> Atari 2600 <laughs> so, right yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so just touching on a little bit of the the day in the life of my position um, you know a lot of what I'm doing is working with my team to try to build strategies around customers. Uh, We're always presented with new challenges from our customer of, okay, here's, here's what our issue is, here's what our challenge is, help us identify ways to work through that. Whether it's looking at hardware, looking at workflow that might be um, you know, presented to them that can streamline some processes. But then strategy also includes how are we trying to get into those new customers um, and, and how we can you know, build a relationship with them uh, so that we can you know, progress some sales cycles and then introduce them to capabilities within Rico. Um, I also need to remove obstacles for my reps. I want them out in the field selling. <laughs> right. I don't right. need them Absolutely. working about back office things and, and some concerns there. So I'm constantly trying to, you know, be um, 
responsive on email to make sure I can remove those obstacles. That's awesome, man. Very supportive. Sounds like you're, you're yes. very, very supportive of your guys. And, you know, that's that's what people need. Yes. That's what people mm-hmm. need. Well, with, with their the diversity that their their company is now, from, mm-hmm. you know, from their beginnings to what they're doing now. Right. They see, that opens up even more opportunities for young people to want to come in to, the, to work in your industry. You know, there's a lot of times that we have new hires that come in and they're passionate about a certain capability or certain career path. And one of the things that I like to do with my team is I'll review with them, you know, the, all the different structures of RICO. And I'll try to understand what their career path is and then help them build a development plan that's going to help them grow to the position that they want to move to. Um, I know when I came in, I, I sat down with my, my sales manager and worked on that. And where I wanted to get to was to be a sales manager. Took a little bit of time to get here, but um, what you got it there? Was, it, right, right. But I mean, we built on the strategy and the path for me to be able to get to that position, um, and so it's been it's been pretty interesting to watch the growth over the years. Um, but we also have people that come in, and we have service technicians that'll come in that'll say, "Okay, I want to try sales," and our service team will help them build that path to to get them over to sales and work with the sales managers to better understand our side of the business to where they can potentially move into that role too. That's awesome. That's, that's, that's great that they provide that, that level of support, especially yeah. for newer newer hires coming coming in. So uh, you mentioned your growth. We want to talk a little bit about that. So tell us about how you got uh, from your start to all the way to branch manager covering Virginia, covering West Virginia. Talk about that for me. First got out of college. I, was, uh, I played sports in college, played baseball, and I was always going, okay, how can I get back into baseball? How can I get, whether it's coaching, I've, I've always loved coaching. Um, there's something about. Real quick, a little off topic. What's your favorite favorite team here? Oh, boy. Uh-oh. I don't know if I want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> we, we just had to fire our manager because he was part of the Astros scandal. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, we figured that one out. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Red Sox fan. Red Sox, yeah. um, which is kind of weird being from North Carolina originally mm-hmm. and becoming a Red Sox fan. That's a whole longer story. Yeah. <laughs> if we got time at the end, I'll cover it. But um, <laughs> there's I always worked baseball camps. Even when I was in college playing, I worked camps. And there was something about watching uh, a kid at the camp grasp something, the gratification they got, the smile on their face when they said, okay, I fielded fielded the ground ball correctly. I caught it right in my glove. My my footwork was correct. Um, And it's just always been enjoying to watch it. And I still get to see that, although I have a very tenured team that reports to me, I think the least tenured person's 10 years. And then I have people that have been with uh, in the sales organization for 25 years. Wow. Um, but you still get to see those pieces, and you get to see them grow, that's even that's a, after being with the company for 20 years. That says a lot about the company, that you guys have so many people who have been there for yeah. so long. You know, <laughs> Turnover rates, man, that's not necessarily the greatest things. For right. Companies. But unfortunately, it seems to happen a lot yeah, these days. It, it does. It does. It does. Um, and And... We'll touch on it a little bit too, but even in our service technic our technical service organization, we average twenty plus years tenure. Oh man! And so that's one thing I want to talk about too, and and part of the program that we're working with uh, in Rico and with Mac is to introduce the students to the the technical aspect of the hardware. Um, and go through a training program that can help them potentially a career path with RICO or in that in that field. But um, 
going back to how I got started. So I, it was my fault. I, I, I started the tangent. I do it all the time. <laughs> oh, I do it too. No worries. Um, so got back from college, wanted to get into sports, and it was really difficult. My brother-in-law worked for a company called Icon, which Rico acquired Icon about 12 years ago. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with Icon. Um, oh, yeah, solutions. I've heard of it, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, and so he was like, hey, you know what? You've got this competitive nature because you don't you don't like people telling you no. Um, <laughs> why don't you uh, give me a resume? I was like, okay, why not? Uh, so I gave him my resume, went through the interview process, and they, they offered me a position. Never in my wildest dreams thought I'd be here 15 years later. <laughs> um, but they gave me a really remote territory in sales Outside of Raleigh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Sanford and Southern Pine. So uh, uh, Pinehurst, you guys know any golf? Yes, um, yes. Yeah, for, actually, for, I do. Yes. So yes. down in just the middle of nowhere, the Sand Hills of North Carolina, um, did really well there. Uh, and, and within a year, they promoted me up to a position up in Raleigh. And I was like, all right, great, I'm moving up. Um, within six months of being in Raleigh doing well, uh, I was, I got the uh, the offer to manage Duke University. Oh wow! So one of oh. our largest customers in the U.S. Um, so it was interesting. I mean, we're, we're and. I don't know how I got tapped on the shoulder for it. I'm not going to ask any questions at this <laughs> you point. You said yes at this But I said I will oh, take it. I said sign me up. Um, <laughs> so, but the the growth that I did there of learning so much about not only large organizations but about rico so the the resources that i had access to and and the knowledge that they had especially in our back office system and how we can navigate through different um, aspects of of targeting duke university supporting duke um it was i mean i it was, it was knowledge that i gained that I mean, I don't think I could have gotten anywhere else. Um, so I managed Duke for about seven years. I said, you know what? I want to get back out to where I have more than one customer. Right, right. So I, I took over another position within Rico, and it was in a different role from not just doing hardware sales. We have a managed services division where we put labor on site at customer locations. And so part of the reason why I wanted to go into that is I wanted to start learning all the intricacies of Rico so that I could become more well-rounded. So this was part of my career path of becoming a sales manager. Right. So I did that for about three years, and then our marketplace vice president up here in Virginia uh, ended up working on him with a project. Didn't know him at all. And um, after we finished that project, he says, I want you to move into sales. I want you to move into management. I said, okay. He goes, but I need you to move from Raleigh, North Carolina to Richmond, Virginia, because I need to coach you. <laughs> I, like, I, want you I want you on my team, basically. Right. That's, yeah. that's what that was. Exactly. And, and so I'm sitting there going, okay, well, can you give me a you know, kind of relocation package? Nope. <laughs> okay. Okay. Can you guarantee I'm going to have a job when I get there? Nope. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but uh, so so I moved up here and uh, with the company on my own, and about a year, a little more than a year later, a uh, position opened up, and um, I interviewed for it. Went through that whole process, and they they tapped me on the shoulder. So pretty exciting time, and 
got to the position that I that I wanted to move into and what I've learned even in moving into this position I mean I of course you don't ever think you know everything right but I thought I knew a lot about our organization I, I couldn't even scratch the surface <laughs> um, just learning our whole global model learning right. all of the channels of Rico and and being able to, to, as I mentioned, put together a sales strategy with our account managers or our sales executives and going out in front of customers, it's unparalleled to, well, you already, to anything I've experienced. You already mentioned how big uh, Rico in itself is, and then you gave us an idea of what kind of technology you guys have worked on, which seems like you guys have touched pretty much everything yeah. there is to touch in technology, at least uh, by today's standard. So talk to me a little bit about how you've seen the industry change over time. How have you seen, you know, Rico in itself grow and change? Right. Yeah. And and so one thing about Rico and, and I mentioned before about the acquisition of, of Icon 12 years ago, we've seen a lot of that in the industry alone. So you've got the big major players, the, the Xerox, the Canon, Conicman, Alta Rico, and, and they've actually, all those organizations have grown through acquisition. And, and Rico's no different. Um, not only just looking at hardware, uh, you know, sales, our software and the different organizations that we partner with, um, a lot of our competition, you know, they're, they have more proprietary software. So if you went away from, I'm going to use Xerox, for example, if you're using their software, you go away from Xerox, then you you basically bought a boat anchor in software and a lot of what rico likes to do is be vendor agnostic and and create uh you know an open architecture to where our devices our mfds as far as workflow goes we can communicate with any software that's out there for the most part i mean from a business standpoint that just seems like you know one of the best options that you can go with right because you're creating a time saving which is money saving yeah money yeah which yeah right the people like saving money yeah <laughs> most organizations do well because a lot of times it's the deciding factor where they're going to move to change a company that they've been dealing with if they've been dealing with one company and they're switching to another one the cost the time factor that's going to cost them could be the deciding factor of not going with somebody so if you're not making it easier you're making it harder and easier for them to make decisions that you're not going to be their man. And, and, and then you got to add on to you've got to be able to get the employees to adopt the change. That's yeah. also and, true. Very oh, true. That's the fight. That's, the fight. <laughs> that's always that's always a fight. We can give solutions that will streamline their processes, show them cost savings. And there's a lot of times, surprisingly, you have a company look at you and go, I'll never convince my employees to change. Mm hmm. And you're going, and it's going to save you millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, um, and, and I've seen companies that I've worked for that went, you know, the the VP says, this is what I want. It doesn't matter what everybody else wants. And he switches, and he's loving it, and everybody else is hating like, it, and they're yeah. fighting it the whole time. They're like, I'm just, you know, it, it, there's a resistance. And sometimes you can't overcome that. Well, and a lot of that's where you've got to convince the top down. Yeah. You, you've got to get the brass <laughs> to say, this is what we're doing as an organization. Buy into it mm -hmm. or you may want a job search. <laughs> so, um, but so the way you know, we've seen a lot of change just when I first came in, it was kind of that transition going from the analog technologies where all you had were copiers. That's all they did. And now you've seen the digital technologies that have been introduced. So even when I first started in sales, I upgraded a lot of analog devices to digital and teaching 
the uh, customers about the digital workflows and paths of scanning documents, mm-hmm. uh, printing to their document. And so they're like, okay, this is, this is confusing. <laughs> Whole new world. Now, right now there, it's right? second nature to everybody. Right. Um, and now where the industry is going is not only having that digital device, but creating workflows from the MFD. And so you, you hit one button and it sends a document into a document repository. It indexes the document so you can search for it and find it. And so that's where we're seeing a lot of progression. What would you say is your, over the years as things have um, grown and changed, your favorite piece of technology that's come along? Ooh, ooh. That's a great question. It might um, be the hardest question he has all day, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, I got to go home early on this one. <laughs> oh, I've been thinking through uh, some of that, too, and, and there's just been so many things from being able to do follow you print. Not sure if you guys are familiar with that. but no. So instead of printing to a one-to-one device, using an IP address, print, sending print to a, job, to a uh, device, you actually send it to, the, uh, to a print server that's cloud-hosted. And then you walk up to any device that has the software on it. You swipe your badge. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. And, and it, I mean, we've got, you know, government entities that are using it where they might go to a meeting across, you know, the city. And they're going, okay, I don't want to carry all these with me. I'm just going to print it out over there. Or, And, um, and that's still, like, say you forget, like, you forgot to print something. a document in right. general. It's on the cloud right there for you to download and then print. Right. Exactly. And then, you know, a lot of what we do so we don't use up all the bandwidth for the server is after 24 48 hours whatever the customer decides it'll purge the purge the document oh okay so Um, it's not holding it in queue forever forever okay and then the other thing it eliminates is any of the printouts that you guys have seen it before you walk by the printer you've got something sitting on the printer nobody ever picks it up yes and then it gets thrown (laughs) in the trash and then they need to print it again so they print it again and again and again so there's cost savings associated with it so the workflow from the devices of being able to scan is always fascinating. I think probably one of the biggest things that um, sticks out to me is the web submission tools around our production print. Um, A lot of the way companies or, or people handle different print internally is if it's a large print job and they have a centralized implant, they'll either email a file over to them or they'll walk over there and hand them a thumb thumb drive or hand them a piece of paper and say, Hey, print this 30 times. Right. Um, there's no proofing. There's no audit. There's no cost analysis of it. Um, so one of the things that I think is really interesting is having a web submission tool and the, the website's actually built based on what the capabilities are that you have. And so you can build out the entire job and you can physically see it on the screen so, like, if it has coil bind um, or it's a square back fold mm-hmm. to where it looks like a book, right? Uh, you can see all these things, and then you approve it. So, now you've got proofing and you have an audit trail. Now, no person can't come by and say, that's not what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. And then you're eating costs. Right. Right. Um, right. So, then it submits it over to the operator. The operator can pull the file up, adjust it, manipulate it however they need to, and then they can send it and then uh, through the printer – and then when they deliver it, it's exactly what the customer asked for. And I think that's probably one of the coolest things that I've seen as far as um, also having the devices do everything in line. 
So a lot of times, I mean, you guys have seen the manual GBC punch where you're yes. right. But having the machine actually do the punching for you, do the folding, do the square back on it, whatever it may be, well, it's, it's the, just the progression and involvement. Well, the, the cool thing is that it's the machinery, you know, that's actually doing this. It's like. I want to add on stapling. I want to add on whole bunch. Yeah. It's just a module that seems to Correct. drop into the machine. Correct. Yeah. Um, and so, like, the one that we're looking at here, mm-hmm. um, it, it, it's about 30 feet long. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys knew that or have seen No, no, that, I knew, no, I knew what we had up. in there, and I knew it was coming. So, yeah, that's and, amazing. And that, was actually, that was actually going to lead into the next question. So, we'll just talk a little bit about uh, – you were referencing – uh, what you guys are going to be uh, mm-hmm. going to be uh, dealing with um, to the graphics students over there at Ace and I Hermitage. <clears throat> so, what exactly is going on over there, and how do you hope the students will be able to benefit from using that type of machine? Yeah, absolutely. So there's there's several different um, areas that we hope to impact with the students, but you know, the device that's going over there it's uh, seventy two hundred. So it's a one of our production digital presses. So, as you guys have seen, if you went into any uh, offsite third party print shops over the years you've seen all these big massive yeah <laughs> um well you've uh, seen you, saw, you know which one's in there now in the classroom now Correct. that's pretty big but this is one's oh, even bigger oh that, oh, that, that, that one's <laughs> that was small in comparison that one's about a third of what you're getting whoa oh, holy mackerel yeah um and and so what what they've been able to do is take from the analog presses that you saw like hp used to make ibm made back in the day they still do but you've gone more towards a digital press which which you know you don't have to worry about making the plates for being able to run it through the Mm -hmm. um those those presses um so where we're going to see some uh, with the students what we're trying to do with them is is not only teach them the operating side of of the device of okay let me choose this let me choose that feature send it through but from a technical perspective um, so what we've kind of worked out with our t- uh, service technician that's going to be assigned to the account is when the device does have, you know, hopefully it's not frequently, but you know, <laughs> has jamming or air codes or whatever it may be, we're going to be scheduling times to come over when oh. the students are here. It turned oh, into nice. a teachable moment. Yep. Teachable moment. Exactly. So instead of just coming in and fixing it and moving on. We're going to be coming in saying, hey, come over here and watch what I'm doing. Here's the air code that's populating on the device. And here's how we're going to diagnose it. Here's how we're going to resolve it so that they can get more hands-on experience. Um, and, and so that's, that's going to be one aspect that we're going to hopefully impact. The second is devices now come with what's called a TCRU kit. So it's a trained customer replacement unit. So it's going to come with different parts that the customer is going to be trained on how to swap out on the device to keep productivity moving. So we're going to be training the students on how to do that without even placing service calls to our service technicians. Awesome. um, to, To really get their hands on experience of it. And then... We've got another aspect is we're working with uh, Sheldon and Mac on looking at one of these web submission tools so that they can learn the business side of it as well. So not just the technical, not the operation, but also the business side of how to build the job, how to do a cost analysis, how to make recommendations to the end user of, okay, this is twelve dollars to do it. If you did this, did this, we can show you some cost savings. 
and and look at it from that perspective as well. The the nice thing about this is what we haven't touched on is that the re, that what's happening is is that uh, Sheldon's class, the graphic communications class, is taking over the bulk of the the printing that's right. happening in the school system. Mm-hmm. You know, from all the offices, anything that's getting you know um, any quantities, that's not just something that you're printing a one off in the office. It's going to them, and these student our students are going to be handling this. And you know, they've worked on everything from like fridge magnets to yeah. pens, printing stuff on pens. So, mm-hmm. so they've got the a lot of mugs, coffee yes, mugs. They do all kinds so of many different things. It's a it's a great class, and it is like it's it's different every day on what they're doing. And with this new equipment that's coming in, it's just gonna it's it's putting them more even more into the real world and learning how this works. Absolutely, and and of course. You know, the other thing, too, with me being on the sales side, so I've got to be a little selfish here, right, Um, (laughs) is incorporating in a sales perspective to it as well. So coming in and talking to students about the the sales side of Rico Mm -hmm. and the technologies and capabilities, because, you know, we want to make sure that, you know, we're, we're talking about all different channels of Rico because something might interest them. Yeah. Maybe it's not the technical side. Maybe they don't want to be down there taking apart the device. They, they want to be on the sales side of it or the project management side of it, et cetera, the software side of it. You know, that that's where we want to try to partner with Enrico and, and Mac and Sheldon to where we can really be involved in, in that career path for Which is students. just creating even more yeah. opportunities for our students. That's, that's awesome. Absolutely, absolutely. A couple names that uh, he mentioned right there. Mac is our director, mm-hmm. and Sheldon is the teacher of the Graphic Communications course. We are speaking with Daniel Pruitt, branch manager um, for Rico USA, Inc. And uh, so, Daniel, just want to ask you this. Why is – you kind of hit on it, but let me ask you again just to maybe give you a chance to – you know, expand on expand it. upon that <laughs> yeah. point. So, why is building a relationship with uh, with local school systems, um, in particular Henrico County's uh, career and technical education programs? Why mm-hmm. why is that important to a, a company like Rico? Yeah, that, that, that's a great question. I mean, one, it it's giving back to the community, and and you know, I hate to say it, sound cliche, but you know, the students today are our future. And, and being able to work with them on giving a good baseline for them to create a career path is, is something that, you know, even when I talked about my baseball days of watching a student or watching a player, you know, grasp something, learn, you know, build that confidence is something that we want to be a part of. Um, I'm not sure. I don't think we were as involved uh, previously you know, as we're starting to get today, uh, you know, even with the rodeo um, event coming up on Friday this week. Yes, yep. skills so, challenge. Yep. Yep. So we did a sponsorship of that. We're going to have three representatives that are going to be at the event oh, to great. watch. Oh, great. And, That's and awesome. be a part of. So we're excited about that. And, and, you know, we're definitely wanting to be part of that moving forward. Um, and, and just looking at there's no better way than supporting your local area, especially having you know, students move into your organization and be a part of it. Um, I think that we'll probably talk about it in a little bit, just talking about the hiring challenges and trying to find good candidates. You know, being able to be at the forefront of that, working with the students, they learn your organization. Um, they're going to come in excited. They're going to come in, you know, with confidence. Yeah, it makes them and, a little bit more comfortable because I've seen these guys ever since I started, you know, yeah. working in graphic communications. 
you know so they're going to be a lot more comfortable mm-hmm. with you guys in general and feel like and I, th- I feel like that's a, a big thing uh, for the students these days is they want to know they're going to a place where they're cared about right where people are going to look out for them and kind of help them as they want to grow in your company we obviously heard earlier in the show that's what that's what you guys do yes that's that's what we're trying to do more of um i mean even you know one of the things that we event that we have coming up is international women's day um and it's it's promoting you know the advancement of women uh and and we so we have guest speaker that comes into our office every year and you know we invite customers we invite anybody that wants to come in and listen to mm-hmm. um you know how they advance their career and how they moved up within their organization it's it's just very inspiring um and so to be a part of that so like i said we're, we're trying to be back you know out from the community more it's something that i think we lost a little bit of focus to um you know over the last couple of years but our, our market, marketplace vice president here is very interested and very engaged in trying to get back, um, get back involved in a more day to day basis. Yeah, the Heroico CT has been you know as long as I've been here and long before I'm sure they've always really pushed about bringing in young women into some of the non traditional roles uh, that our classes are you know, we're offering. You know, our we've got young girls in the electricity class we've had two star students exceptional 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 in our masonry program um that just did we're killing it in the competitions and we got one you know i think she's graduating this year and hope and i'll bet you she's already got a job lined up because of that hey i wouldn't be surprised i see some of them uh some of our female students that come through and uh, a lot of teachers say they do some really, really clean work, <laughs> yes. especially in masonry. They yes. do, they, you know, which the, can be a dirty job. Which can they? be a very dirty <laughs> job. But uh, they, that attention to detail is, mm-hmm. is certain, so, certainly something that, that we've seen them show. So, on, and, and I want, did want to touch on one other thing. So over the last about three years, we do a, a sponsorship with uh, JMU. Mm-hmm. And it's where we actually have a – we're sponsoring a, a course – so the entire course is dedicated to RICO. Oh, wow. Um, and it's where our we have different people within our organization, whether it's marketing, whether it's sales, whether it's you know, software support, whoever it is that's working with uh, groups of four students on RICO's strategy, our sales, you know, our sales strategy. And what they do at the end of the course is they present back to a panel of RICO employees. Oh, and so they have to say so they'll take different customers. And one of the things that Rico works on is just it, it's a lot about researching who you're going to meet with, who the customer is, what they care about, what their mission is, so that we can find different areas that Rico can impact. But so they have to put together a presentation and present back to it. They get graded on it based on uh, the panel that reviews it. And what's been interesting, though, is is a lot of those um, students, before they even get to the end of the semester, have jobs lined up. Oh, nice. And so I can see a lot of resemblances between what we do at JMU of, of you know, with the students and and hopefully getting more engaged here with this program and, and helping those students have jobs before they even complete the courses. That's exciting. Yeah, that be, is exciting to and, hear. And being a sports fan, and I always make this reference on this show a lot, uh, you know, football factories. You ever heard the term football factories where you have certain schools mm-hmm. that uh, are known for churning out players that go straight to the league after they leave there? It's kind of like we want to create here, right? right. Students who 
specialize in a certain area or a certain class, we want to be able to place them in a job or on the track to the job that they want by the time they graduate high school. Yeah, because all of our programs, I've in the research I've done, everything that we're touching, all of our 30 programs and all the offshoots from those programs are needed. We There is a, a position deficit in every one of these categories, whether it's computers, masonry, um, criminal justice, it doesn't really matter. Everything we are doing here at Heranko CT is, has a direct result on being able to have places wait positions waiting for our students to go into and to, to get their career started. And one of the things that um, this related to y'all and and are part of what y'all do with in IT is that we have there's about a one million IT jobs waiting to be filled. I mean that's an incredible number when. All you've heard is how many people are getting into IT, how many people are getting into it. We're not. It's growing so fast. We're not able to get them out fast enough. Mm-hmm. So it's it's what is what is what is something that y'all's company is is doing to try and uh, attract and get more people uh, interested in y'all's different fields, not just in the IT, but in everything. Because you know, a lot of times when you think about it, a company, and, and oh, they're an IT company, and they're Nobody thinks about what the other aspects, the administrative aspects, as, you know, aspects, you know, sales, all that. What do y'all do to try and attract young people to y'all's industry and your company specifically? Yeah, th- th- and that's a great question. And so it was probably eight years ago that Rico acquired an IT organization called MindShift. Um, and watching the the growth of our IT services, you know, originally it was just okay. We'll do a little bit of, you know, uh, tier one, tier two support. Um, and seeing it grow to where we actually have our own cloud environment, we partner with Azure, we partner with AWS, um, and working on you know hosting different solutions for customers, the support piece of it. So in, in looking at Rico, um, it's not just the sales positions or the, the positions that are on the surface. It's also all those support uh, positions that people don't realize are, are happening in the background. Um, so it's a great point that you brought up and, and something, too, that as we talk about all the different capabilities that RICO has, maybe it's not just uh, Sheldon's course that, that we're engaged with. There could be some engineering or computer engineering, Absolutely. Or IT services mm-hmm. that, you know, we, we would like to be a part of those as well. Um, so I'll, I'll, something I'll work with Mac on and making sure he's <laughs> yes. fully aware of our capabilities. But you, that is one of the hardest things of, you know, how do you attract new uh, new talent? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we work with some of our customers, and so we've gone, you know, we have a division that's called Workplace um, Services, and it's more around collaboration tools. And so what we've tried to do, we transitioned about five years ago Instead of having offices that didn't utilize our technologies, I mean, we're we're out selling technologies to customers, and they're going, "Okay, let me come to your com- or come to your office and see you guys use it." Well, we don't use it. <laughs> kind of funny, funny story there. Yes. <laughs> so um, let me take you to a customer site, not our office. Um, so what we did is try, start trying to practice what we preach. Mm-hmm. So we've introduced technologies into our office. Nobody has an office anymore. Our regional vice president does not have an office. It's an open floor plan. No assigned seatings. Mm-hmm. You walk in and you pick a seat and you work from there. So we've gone more towards um, 
your phone's going through your computer now. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got two different applications that we can use there. Uh, conference room management of being able to, you know, have the technologies to where you can book rooms through your your email. Right. Or you can walk up to a room and there's a screen there that you can say, okay, this room's open. Um, the collaboration tools from, you know, we've got the interactive flat panels. That, oh, are, yes. that are actually made by Rico oh, wow. um, that you can you can use and, and integrate. So they have Windows 10 controllers, so different applications you can download to it. It's not blocking you. If you want to add WebEx to it, you want to add Microsoft product to it, Teams, whatever it is for collaboration. Um, so it's more of just making sure that we're using the technologies that we're trying to uh, try to position with our customers where they're actually getting you know that cutting edge of being having hands-on so that's one of the biggest things and then also just ironically it's a very fast pace uh and fast moving industry there are so many things that are changing yeah um and and there's a lot of times i think i've mentioned it before was we're trying to solve customer challenges and it doesn't matter if you're in the same industry 90 percent of the time it's something different I mean, we can go to and say, hey, we see this industry trend. This mm-hmm. is something that you guys are like, well, yeah, but here's some, you know, additional information right. that makes us different. And it's just constantly trying to problem solve, which for me, I love problem solving. <laughs> <laughs> well, that much is apparent. Yes. And, and, and so far, you guys sound like you're very, very uh, good and efficient at doing that. So uh, on the topic of, of getting kids involved or, you know, getting new employees, mm-hmm. what would you say is the hardest position? to fill in and and why do you you know why do you think it's so hard to fill i think probably the hardest position is you know our service technician position one that we haven't really had to because most of them are 20 plus years tenure (laughs) but getting um you know the younger generation excited about you know working on the devices um you know, and, and so that's always been a challenge. And so I think that, you know, us getting more engaged, more involved, showing, you know, the, the, the different um, capabilities within the devices that it's it's hopefully going to attract some more uh, younger generation to want to go into that field. The other thing, too, is, I mean, again, if that's your baseline, you come in to work for Rico, you're going to see and work with all the other different divisions within yeah, Rico. Exposure and then possibly yeah. desire to move on up. Yeah. And but I think one of the jobs. coolest things that I got to see is I, had, I got to go down and take a customer down to Tucker, Georgia, to one of our uh, um, customer interaction centers. And they had a copier cut in half and opened up. And I'm going, okay. <laughs> and then they had... So it's, ironically, we have what's called a smart hands division that think of Amazon in the warehouses, the little drones and robotics that they have going through there. We actually service all that for Amazon. Oh, wow. Um, so we had some robots that were there cut in half and opened up and looked at them. And we're showing customers saying, hey, look, if our service technicians can work on this as a copier, printer, they can absolutely work on your robots. Yeah. And, I mean, just looking at the inside, I wish I would have taken a picture of it because I'm sitting there going, <laughs> if I was a technician I opened that thing up, I would run. <laughs> um, but what it, what it does is, you know, 
it, it gets you started in that career. Maybe you want to go into something where you're servicing robotics. Maybe you mm-hmm. do something else. But being with Rico and understanding the way our devices work, it's really going to open up doors for um, for a career path for that is awesome employees today. So that's something that a lot of people aren't thinking about. You know, they're like, oh. I don't want to fix copiers. Well, there's so much more to it than yeah, that. That's just yes. you've got to look beginning. beyond the fr- what you see up in the front. Another video right. game reference. That's level one. Okay? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> you pass level one. There's so much more past that. Yeah. You got to get to the end game. Got to get to the end game. So one more question. One more question. This episode's already run uh, kind of kind of long. Like most of them are starting to do. We might have to start. <laughs> you know, when we e- email people and tell them about the show, we say oh, about 15, 30 minutes. But when the well, conversation gets going and it gets good, and, and it gets it's good. good. <laughs> but you got to think about it too. If you get people in here that are passionate about what they're doing, yeah, they they tend to talk a little bit more. And, <laughs> and, and we can hear the prime pa- example. Yeah, you're we definitely can the, we can you got the, the passion. passion. <laughs> yeah. We can definitely hear the passion. So, what do you think, uh, uh, young folks, will like most about working at Rico? Maybe starting a career off. What mm-hmm. do you think that they will like most that will really make them want to stay uh, working at Rico? Well, I mean, I, I, I think I'm a prime example of it. You know, I, when I first started, honestly, I was like, all right, I'll be here a year and I'm going to move on. I'm going to do something different. Because, um, I mean, even looking at it, okay, I'm out here selling, you know, copiers, printers. The, the, you don't think of it as, oh, this is this glamorous position. I'm not out selling, you know, pharmaceuticals right. or, you know, orthopedic uh, uh, surgery tools or those things. Um you start getting into it and you start seeing the fast pace of it and you're seeing technology constantly changing. But for me, it was just the, nothing was ever the same. And what I mean by that is that every challenge from a customer was different. So you weren't just, it wasn't repetitive. I mean, I think we all know that once you start doing something that's repetitive, it gets, it gets boring. Yeah, It gets tedious. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, and and so just being able to every day have a new challenge of something coming in is something that just excites me. The, the other thing, too, is just being able to learn all the different pieces of RICO. Um, I mean, we've got certified project managers that have PMPs that are engaged in our different um, uh, projects. We've got engineers that are writing code for the software to customize it for customers so that it meets their standards or capability or what they need it to accomplish. We got integrators. I mean, it's we've got back office system that's doing order support, order management. Build. I mean, there's it's a wide range of so many different capabilities that if you start in one place, you can always move to another. And, and that's it, just listening to everything that y'all are doing and the fact that you've said before, it's all about solving customers' problems, mm-hmm. making it easier for them to do what they do. And one thing that we always hear from students and a lot of things that I've read and hear from them is they want to be able to do something important. What's more important than solving somebody's problem? Right. Well, well it's also you know, whether it's an individual or an you know a, a international company mm-hmm. yeah and and just even touching on it you're, you're solving their problem but it's also affecting their customers yes so i mean you think I mean, we we do a lot in healthcare, and with all the different security and hipaa requirements mm-hmm. around there of making sure that patient information's not you know <laughs> that is key right there <laughs> right. Yeah, right, right it's one of the bigger things right there <laughs> exactly so um 
I mean, there's there's different challenges and different things for every every customer, and it's uncovering what that challenge is, which is um, challenging in itself. Yes. But then, how are you going to solve that challenge right. too? Um, so, like I said, it's it's ever changing, it's ever evolving, and it's just a fun. Fast work. Never going to get boring. Not with, <laughs> not with the way things are changing these days. That, exactly. You know, and that's one thing I, I like to point out uh, to the students when I talk to them, because me and Mike, we actually go and help with recruiting, is that mm-hmm. these these industries are bound to change with the growth of technology. Oh, yeah. It's always changing. There's always innovation. Um, one of the popular examples we use is the automotive um, industry. Mm-hmm. Man, they plug up so many different computers. You got all these Teslas, what? different type of cars using oh, different yeah. types of La- softwares. Yeah, last week as part of CT Month, I was putting up some information, and I just came up. I was just thinking about, you know, the Chevrolet next to the Tesla, and but it doesn't matter which car you're looking at. Everybody, but everybody's going to look at Tesla and said, "Well, that's the technology innovation. You know, that's got the most technology." Really, everything is touched by a computer on both those cars. These days, yes. Everything. On the gasoline-powered car, it's controlling the ignition, the fuel, the exhaust. It's monitoring what's coming out of the exhaust, making sure that it's being burned properly. Everything is controlled. You can't, the environmental system, the radio. I mean, you've got, it used to be you bought a car, you could pop the radio out, put in your own little, you know, your punk or whatever. You can't do that anymore. You've got this whole infotainment system that you've got to work around. And half the computer for the car is in that. It's, it's an automotive technician is, you know, yesterday they were a repairman. They were a car right. repair guy. Now they're a technician because they're they're doing the same, a lot of times they're doing the same work that somebody out in the field would be doing, working for your company, but they're right. doing it on a car because it's that. You know, I don't care if it's a tractor trailer or a car. Before they turn a wrench, they're plugging a computer into it mm-hmm. and, and listening to the computer and getting the information from all the computer systems running that piece of equipment. Same thing for copiers and everything else y'all are doing. Yeah, and that's uh, our technicians a lot of times when they got because ultimately a, a printer is a it's a computer. Yeah, it's right. got a hard drive yeah. in there. It's got Absolutely. an operating system. And they're going in there printing off a diagnostic report, looking at it, going, okay, here's here's what – Here's what I need to resolve. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, it's it's fascinating. In many cases, those. that software is telling you what's wrong with it. <laughs> what's happened to the machine? Right. right. <laughs> Same thing with a car. Yeah. Right. Right. So, all right, that's a good stopping point here, guys. We got to stop it at some point, or else this will go on for like two hours. We'll miss lunch. We'll, we'll miss, miss lunch. lunch. Yeah. Okay. Lunch is getting close. You know, and my stomach's kind of rumbling a little bit here. A little we don't bit want here. the microphones to pick that. We up. do not. We, yeah. <laughs> Not an attractive noise at all. Okay, guys. I want to thank you so much, Mr. Daniel Pruitt. And again, he is a branch manager at Rico USA Inc. Thank you so much for coming out and hanging thank out with guys. us. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Inside our CTE offices here. I want to remind you guys, check us out on social media, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, all at the handle Henrico CTE. Check out the website, HenricoCTE.com. And Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast. You can find the podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, all of your major and minor podcast venues. So however you want to listen, wherever you're listening, what time you're listening, because we got some international. Listen and tell your friends. <laughs> tell your friends. We got to grow our audience. We got to grow our audience. Whatever time you're listening, you can find us and, you know, be informed. Yes. You know, parents. Students, it's a target audience for this show. We want you guys to know what's out there, and uh, especially for you students out there. And I think we said on the show already, uh, Mr. Pruitt said, you guys are the future. So we want to make sure we give you guys the opportunities to be great. All right, that's it for me. Uh, For Mr. Daniel Pruitt, for Mike Roberts, I'm Rashawn Garnett. This has been Henrico CTE Now. So long, everyone.